What's good, podcast fam, and welcome to Bring the Popcorn Podcast, where we discuss anything regarding movies, TV, and just nerdy topics that I want to talk about. Now, today, I got a little bit treat for you guys. I'm going to try to make this a regular thing, but not only are we going to talk about 007, No Time to Die, and what I, my thoughts on it, how I thought about it, we also got a little bit of film news. We got the first ever film crew going to space to shoot a movie they up there now as we speak then my impressions on the resident evil welcome to raccoon city movie trailer also we're going to talk about you know it was agatha all along we're going to talk about agatha harkness spinoff series and what that could be and we're going to round things off with what i Think we're going to see at DC Fandom or what has already been said is going to be shown at DC Fandom and my thoughts on it. But without further ado, let's get to the movie review. Now, I was never really a fan of James Bond growing up, but I went back, I saw a few of the movies. I would say that my most like the movie that I liked the most was the Skyfall, the the Daniel Craig James Bond movie. I really liked that one. But I also liked a few I liked Goldfinger. I liked GoldenEye. And uh well there's a a lot more but like there's twenty five films. But this film right here I got a love and hate relationship with this film because it's really good. Like for the first hour and 30 minutes, I was like, man, this is amazing. I'm liking everything that they're doing. But then that last hour and a half, it kind of fell off for me. Now, mind you, this is a, a two hour and 45 minute movie. So, trust me, you're going to feel the length. And me, I definitely felt the length because I had a motherfucker with stank ass feet. Sitting beside me. I just smelled that for almost three hours. So that kind of that kind of made me feel the length as well. But overall, I like the movie. Now, let's start off with the review. Now, the cold opening, I would say, is very entertaining. I don't know not many cold openings from James Bond movies that are not entertaining. So this one, it it fell in line with all the other ones. It was, it was entertaining. It was something... Like it was something to like dip your toe into the movie of what things to come. Now I will say this, even though the movie does drag, I did stay invested because of some of the nice camera angles that they had going on and some of the set pieces. I don't know what it is about a movie shot, like a movie scene that involves high like high powered industrial magnets, but I like it. So it has some very cool set pieces in the movie that I really enjoyed. Daniel Craig and Lashana Lynch, or you know, Daniel Craig, James Bond, and Lashana Lynch as Nomi. I loved their chemistry. It worked for me. It was like more of a big brother and a little little sister type of chemistry. I love that. I hope that we can see more of Lashana Lynch in the future because she is really talented. Now. <laughs> For that first hour and a half, I was like, cool, we got something streamlined that they're rooting for, that they're going for. 
then when we get to the hour and 30 minute mark that's when things start going downhill at least for me now a lot of my friends know I watch Spectre I hate the Blofeld reveal or Christopher Walter being Blofeld I hate that reveal inspector because throughout the whole movie they wanted us to believe that oh he's not Blofeld but everybody knows Christopher Walter's Blofeld like it, it, like everybody knows that that was just the only logical the most logical my most logical reveal in that movie so I was hoping that this movie would kind of lighten my way of thinking towards Blofeld being in the movie because I still feel like it was dumb. Ooh, but what they do with Blofeld in this movie, I still hate it. I still hate it. I'm not going to like it. I don't think I ever will like it. Spectre, just because that Blofeld reveal alone in Spectre, I do not like the movie. I will not go back and watch it. But yeah, this movie... It definitely does not lighten how I feel on them putting Blofeld in the movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christopher Waltz. He's a great actor. Amazing. But I could have went without that. And speaking of dumb things that dumb things that happen in this movie, M, not going to spoil anything, but M is the dumbest MI6 agent, or I think he's the director, in the world what he does in this movie I know they gotta forward some plot Whew, but god damn M is dumb just to be an agent for you to be that dumb it makes no damn sense <laughs> sorry I can't just thinking about that which brings me to the plot now everybody knows that this movie it took a minute to come out and after watching it I can see why it took a minute because <laughs> what they got going on in this movie re revolving around the plot it's hitting too close to home with what we got going on in the world today so you might so if you sensitive about things like that I would stay away from it but for me it didn't bother me that it did not bother me that much now I've seen a lot of movies over two and a half hours, but this movie right here, you can feel the length in this movie because it just feels like they tried to make their plot too complicated or more complicated than it had to be. It was like it was like they were confused halfway throughout the movie once they finished one subplot, what they wanted to do with the main plot. So... That kind of it disappointed me a little bit because it's like it's Daniel Craig's last movie. I I like Daniel Craig as Bond, and I was hoping that this would be one of the best James Bond movies I've seen. But we all can't we all can't get what we want. To me, it was still it was it was still a good movie to me. Now, a lot of see a lot of people online they do not like how PC they have made Daniel Craig's James Bond, and for me. I don't mind it. Even when I saw William Shatner's James Bond, I was like, ooh, I know it's a product of his time, but even back then, 
dude seemed a little rapey if you don't if you don't ask me he he seemed like he didn't know how to take no for an answer but in this movie not only do they make James Bond not only do they make James Bond PC but they just dangle the booty in front of this man just to show that he cannot have it and it has some it gave you gave me a few chuckles but just warning you this is not your dad James Bond this is a new James Bond he is for the next generation <laughs> now every Bond movie has a memorable villain that Blofeld oh, I can't think of many many more but there's but Blofeld, but but Blofeld, of course, tops my list because I love Blofeld, and Rami Malek's Seffen. I wanted to love Rami Malek's villain so much because I love Rami Malek. The first thing I ever watched him in was Mr. Robot, and I fell in love with that show. So seeing him in other things. I like he has the acting chops to do. I think he could pull off a James Bond villain. I think he can make it work. But boy was I wrong. Boy was I wrong. They make Rami Malik's villain so vanilla and and cookie cutter. It is just amazing how bland he is and then his motivations it made no sense. It, well, really, it came off as petty. It just came off as petty. I don't know what they were trying to do. I guess they were focusing too much on Daniel Craig's send-off that they didn't provide any charisma for Rami Malek's villain. And Rami Malek, not to say he didn't try. He did try. But just because an act, you have a great actor does not mean that if you write a bad script for the for the character no actor can pull can pull themselves out the hole for that so that was a really giant letdown for me and also he wasn't even in the movie that much now that I think about it so it's just it was a waste of Rami Malek's talents and I wish they could have did better now this movie it was fun it had some emotional beats it has some action set pieces. Me personally, I felt like it could have been just a little bit more action, but I guess they wanted to lean more into the story of this being Daniel Craig's James Bond's last mission. So I can respect that. But it did kind of win me over at the end because it did give an emotional send off to James Bond. Now I know that after Daniel Craig got off set, I'm pretty sure he was doing backflips because these people have tried to kill Daniel Craig for 15 years doing these movies. He has lost some of his finger. He has broken bones. I think a stunt driver drove off of a cliff filming one of these movies. So God bless Daniel Craig for sticking it out for us for 15 years and giving us another memorable James Bond. But now, for me, I'm kind of torn on what I want to give this movie. Because on one hand, I really enjoyed the movie. But on the other hand, when we get to a certain point, 
when we get to a certain point, it just it drags on for a minute in the middle. It kind of picks back up at the end, but I feel like it wasn't enough warranted. I feel like it wasn't enough enough at the end to warrant me sitting through that hour and some change. Like for sitting through that hour and some change for this movie, it it could have been shorter. They could have cut some of this out. I love Daniel Craig, James Bond. It's probably one of my favorites. I love Lashana Lynch. Like the whole cast did their thing. Ralph Fiennes, Lashana Lynch, Daniel Craig, Jeffrey Wright. I just wish Rami Malek could have been better and better handled. But I mean, what can I say? I I guess I would have to give it four out of five popcorn buckets. I mean, for me, I feel like that's still good, but I was really hoping that I could give this at least a 4.5 or maybe a 5 because it had the potential. Just the plot, it's really suffered from the plot and what they wanted to do. So that's what I think. And Daniel Craig, thank you again for 15 years of entertainment. I'm pretty sure all of us movie fans appreciate all the hard work and dedication you put into this. And please find some more roles where you don't lose any fingertips. (laughs) All right, y'all. So that was my review. Hopefully, you know, you guys can go out there and see it for yourself. I recommend it. No, see it with family. If you're a James Bond fan, definitely go see it. This movie... I feel like it's for it's for uh, it's for y'all. It's for the true James Bond fans. But if you, you want a good movie, a nice a nice time out with the family, and if y'all have time or three hours of time, <laughs> you go see the movie. I feel like you will not regret it. Now, I told y'all we got some movie news for y'all, and damn, do I got some movie news for y'all? So. I just don't know what it is with space, but Russia keeps beating us to space. I don't know what it is. They just keep beating space. First, they put a dog. Then they they actually were the first to go to space. And now they are going to be the first ever country to bring a film crew <laughs> to space. Yes, Tom Cruise, I know you punching air right now because you want to do that years ago. We know your crazy ass want to do that years ago, but Russia beat you. I don't know, maybe if they do a sequel for this movie, maybe you can go with them next. Who knows? But, <laughs> I, this happened five days ago, I think. Yeah, it happened five days ago where Russia sent a small-time film crew to space. They sent... An actor with the name, I'm going to butcher this name, but it is Yulia Persild. Or, yeah, Perisild. Yeah, the actor's name is Yura, Yura, Yulia Perisild and the director, Clem Shipenko. They left for the International Space Station on Tuesday in a spacecraft together. Now, they're filming a movie called The Challenge where 
I ain't gonna lie, the movie sounds interesting. It's dealing with a doctor going to space to treat an astronaut that's having a, I guess, life threat. He needs a life threatening, like he's having something life threatening happen to him. That he needs a, he needs a procedure done. It sounds interesting, but I'm really trying to figure out how safe <laughs> that can be because that does not sound safe at all. I just feel like it's an accident waiting to happen. They're supposed to come back sometime this week. Hopefully, everything goes right and the the shooting is a success. Now, I think they're only shooting a few scenes in space to have that authentic look, have the authentic look and aesthetic for the space scenes. But hopefully, everybody comes back well because I do not want another accident and hopefully it's successful because that's something groundbreaking in the film industry and that's always kind of cool so I hope everybody out there y'all make a safe trip back home because we are, we are hoping for y'all safety <laughs> now going from now going from something crazy in real life to something a crazy idea that they keep trying to put out in theaters as you guys know they dropped the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City movies trailer this past week and I watched it me being a Resident Evil fan I, I don't know how I feel about it seeing the trailer it looks accurate to the to the video games but boy it legit looks like somebody from the CW directed this it just looks really cheap and I don't think I think the budget was only 50 million which people are like oh what are you talking about Jason that's that's not that's a lot of money trust me today that is in today's time movie business that is low budget and you can tell it looks low budget. Now, from the trailer, it looks like they are piecing together the first and the second game and putting them into one movie. I feel like they should have just focused on Resident Evil 1 and then do a sequel focusing on the second game. Because I feel like if they were just focused on one game, it would have been... A whole lot easier to manage their budget and make it look good because it just does not look good it's feel like when you put it at the mansion from the first game and then you play and then you place it you place play also place it in the police station in Raccoon City also it's feel like you're kind of stretching your budget as is and not only not only does the sets look cheap, it just even like the CGI on some of the on some of the zombies, it just does not look good. The liquor just looks bad. The dog legit look like they just copied and pasted with After Effects. It just does not look good. And I know we're all about diversity in Hollywood, but why did y'all have to make Leon a brown man? It just does not look right. You don't have to make everybody brown or race bend them. Leon, he has the most iconic look. Everybody knows 
that boy band hair with the blue eyes. Everybody knows that's Leon. Now, everybody else, they work. Claire Redfield, she looks she looks decent. Chris Redfield, I feel like the actor they got for him, he works. Um, I'm missing some. Who, who else am I missing? Jill Valentine's in the movie. I mean, the trailer, it has me excited because unlike the Paul W.S. Anderson movies, this is actually staying true to the source material, at least from what I've seen in the trailer. It looked nice, but it just looks cheap. It just, I put it this way. I feel like this should have probably went on a streaming service such as Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max. But just to solely, exclusively release this out on theaters, I feel like you're just sending it out there to die. And I do not like that. But, you know what? Let's hope Resident Evil fans like me... Let's all hope that this is going to be good and we'll finally have a decent Resident Evil movie out there. Now, on to a failing movie franchise and product put on the big screen. Let's talk about a company that knows how to do it right. Disney, that that mouse is at it again. When what y'all mean I ask? Well, come to find out, we found out a few days ago that Agatha Harkness is getting her own spinoff series. I guess, and I feel like it was because that catchy ass song that they gave her in that in that episode. Now, Catherine High, she is a wonderful comedy actress. She does really well with what she's given and to me she was one of the standouts in WandaVision I love I love Wanda and, and like I guess I'm looking forward to it because I loved WandaVision it was something different at the beginning and they were just trying something new so I really did like this so to hear that Katherine Hine is getting her own show which was one of oh um, she's getting her own show based off a character I really enjoyed in it in WandaVision is really exciting now we haven't got a release date for it but Disney did they put it out there just to like hey just know we're working on this so that's something to look forward to so you know hopefully you know they say it's, it's going to be a comedy I think a dark comedy which it could work, and who knows, maybe they might try to flip Agatha Harkness to be possibly somewhat of a hero. I mean, it worked with Loki. It could work with Agatha. And then plus, the way things going in the movies, shoot, she might actually get her revenge on Scarlet Witch for <laughs> putting her in everybody's worst nightmare to put her in a cheesy-ass sitcom. But... We, I will definitely keep an eye out for this and I will let you guys know if there's anything else coming up on this Agatha Harkness spinoff series now we talked about Disney and Marvel how they have been keeping the ball rolling for all these years let's talk about a, comp talk about a company that's 
kind of getting it right. They they starting to get a little bit better with it. Of course, you know we talking about DC and DC. Now for me, I grew up a DC fanboy. I loved everything DC. I love Batman is my favorite. Also, the Flash is my second. And then we all grew up with Static Shock. Static Shock was really the first black hero I got introduced as a ch- like a- as a kid. So DC holds a really special place in my heart. Now they are going to be hosting a virtual event. I I think they've done this for like the past two years now, if I'm not mistaken. But it's basically like a mini. It's like a a mini con a mini convention around DC properties, but I'm really looking forward to it because we are finally going to see a trailer for the Batman. I hope I really hope so, because I've been hearing a lot of good things about Robert Pattinson's The Batman. I'm just excited for the cast. You got. My boy Andy Serkis playing Alfred, which everybody knows how much I love Andy Serkis. You got Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon. You got Colin Farrell playing the Penguin. It's just a lot of good things in this movie. Also, you got my girl Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman. So, I really hope we get to see more on the Batman. Also, they're saying that we might get a teaser for the Flash movie. And I think the Black Adam movie. And I think they're going to... I'm pretty sure we're also going to get a look at Aquaman 2. I also heard that there's going to be a Young Justice... Another Young Justice spinoff series, I think. Involving the original members of Young Justice. So, I'm really looking forward to it. DC, they've been lacking. Trying to play catch up with Marvel. But I think they're finally finding their stride. They just doing things at their own pace and they're letting the directors get creative control and I don't think they won't admit it but between you and me I think it's because Zack Snyder started it off everybody loved his original vision but that's not neither here nor there so next week I think it starts on the 15th or the 16th but I will definitely be covering everything that we find out on the next episode but yeah guys I mean I feel like today was a pretty nice show uh, we 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 got to talk about you no know, my boy Daniel Craig his last his last movie is James Bond when I said it was it was still an enjoyable movie but could have cut it out a little bit we also talked plenty of movie news for you guys so this I guess we, I'm just gonna let you guys go I enjoy doing this I hope that we can continue to make this grow we also have a Facebook group if you have anybody that just loves movies and nerdy shit just like I do just go ahead and send them to the Facebook group I really want you guys to get involved I'm going to start doing more polls and I'm and shoot, maybe if you guys want to, I would also have you guys on this podcast as well. I just want to be able to interact with all of you guys. I love every I love every single person in this group because 
y'all are supporting me and it's pushing me to want to do this more now I'm gonna try to get a better schedule going because I just feel like it'd be more organized for get a better schedule so I'm gonna work all that out but the next thing that I'm possibly going to be doing I'm going to be doing a review of season four of Baki or um, Baki Hanma the the beat em up anime that dropped on Netflix last week so be look forward to that and I will probably also do a Halloween Kills movie review whenever that comes out I think it comes out next week hopefully I can find a screener for that one but once again y'all thank you for spending a little bit thank you for spending your day with me it was once again really nice to give my opinions on a lot of things but it's been real it's your boy Jason aka the friendly neighborhood dreadhead and this has been the bring the popcorn podcast join us on the facebook group at facebook.com slash bring the popcorn and i'm on instagram at anime fan zero eight two eight fifteen and i'm we're still working on that tiktok so bear with me but y'all have a wonderful day and remember to always when you go see something to bring the popcorn